This is Corey Potter, and you are listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So, Kai, we have a really cool guest uh, today in Corey Potter. So, Corey Potter and I have met through some Facebook groups, and um, I don't think you've ever met him before. Is that true? Me? No. I'm excited. Thanks yeah, for so, coming, Corey. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Corey specializes um, in kind of the online space now, but the reason why we had him on, and t- correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, but basically, you did weddings for like 10 years, right? And so, you've shot you know, over like 250 weddings or so. Um, but you've always kind of been in that website SEO space. Um, so I think it was like 2015 or so you started, um, feel your photos and Mm -hmm. kind of have moved back into helping photographers in the online space. Is that true? That's right. Okay. Awesome. So kind of tell us your story, you know, more than that, whatever else you want to tell us, and then we'll jump in and you can, um, we'll ask you a few questions about whatever comes up. So sure. Well, I did start with websites and SEO back in high school. And just I loved it so much. But then I I got into photography, and it became a business really fast for me. One of the reasons was because I was a little bit ahead of most photographers in my area with my website and search engine optimization, got a lot of business fast. And it became something where I said, you know what, I'm just going to do this full time. And my wife and I worked on wedding photography together for years. Uh, And then we started having kids. And It was just a little bit much for us to be doing 40 weddings a year together and we're homeschooling and we wanted to spend more time with the kids. So I decided I would start doing websites and search engine optimization again, uh, focus on teaching photographers about SEO and offering some services as well. But yeah, that's what Fuel Your Photos is all about. Really just there's there's been a lot of bad information about search engine optimization for photographers and things change so quickly. So I wanted to make sure that there was a place where people could go where they knew they could trust the information that it was current and they could ask questions if they were confused about their websites or SEO. And so you have like three young kids, right? They're like three kids, like under middle school age. Is I do. Right? Yeah. Six year old, five year old, and a three year old. You might hear them screaming awesome. here. <laughs> awesome. Um, so they, so they're the ones doing the work, right? Like you just do the strategy calls and then they actually go in and like type out all the stuff. Is that how that, maybe that, in the future, the in a few work? years, that sounds like a great strategy. <laughs> okay. Good luck with that, Corey. I've got teenagers in college age. You'll get more work out of them right now. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> Cool. Okay. So tell, tell us a little bit more about like what you're seeing, like, well, the importance of SEO for, you know, people that are considering whether they should put their energy there. Um, and also kind of what the trends are and stuff like that. What do you, what are you sure, guys seeing? It's, it's kind of funny because a lot of times when people ask me something like that, I'll, I'll say, you know, SEO is important, but it probably shouldn't be your, your first priority or the only thing you're relying on. And I feel like search engine optimization is a great, thing to focus energy on whenever you already have some traction elsewhere. So if you're doing in-person networking and marketing and you have connections with others, you're getting lots of referrals, you're hustling on the ground, building a name for yourself in your area, you know, working on becoming an expert. At that point, that's when you really want to also be thinking about how do I maximize this online and, and turn some of this work that I'm doing into 
uh, a more passive source of leads and referrals, right? So if you're trying to just focus on search engine optimization and getting leads for free off of Google, it's hard if you're not doing the other work as well. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So here's one, here's one of the things that I think maybe is a misconception. You can kind of explain it just real quick and then any other things that you can think of as well. But like there's an actual listing on Google where you show up, but then there's also like the, the map section, right? And those are kind of two different things. So in, in, a, in, a, in a sense, if you were running an ad, had your, your map optimized and your listing optimized, you could really have three spots on the first page. And in, in it's theory, possible right? you could, you could have even more it, it, in some certain searches. Okay. Um, I will say that Google is, is pretty good at trying to keep the SERPs, SERPs or search engine result pages. They try to keep them as fair and diverse as possible. And so you will often see that the people in the map pack, uh, usually there's three results in a map pack, sometimes four or five, if there's ads on the map pack, you'll often see that those also appear on the first page. But and like you said, if you have an ad, you could also potentially show up with an ad on the map pack and in the first page. You may also be able to get a featured snippet on some results. Um, but again, they, they do often try to diversify so that the same company isn't listed too many times. Um, but yeah, there are certainly opportunities where you can get those. And that is something to try to achieve if you can. Cool. So what are some other like common misconceptions or bad information that's out there about SEO? You know, I think right now we're kind of in this interesting place where search engines and machine learning has come a long way. And and this has started this probably started happening two or three years ago where things really started to shift in how things worked and how rankings work. But it's it's been around long enough now that I feel like there are still so many people who are doing what I would call old SEO, things that are just not likely to work going forward. And one of the problems is so many people are competing, right? There, photographers are going to be familiar with this, right? There's, there's so many photographers everywhere. And the problem is that these days, there are a lot of good photographers out there, right? And so the same thing is true with websites and SEO. There's a lot of good competition out there. And what used to be possible was that you could potentially just blog something, maybe a client work, put a few keywords in the title, and you would show up on the first page for those keywords with almost no effort because you didn't have any competition and because it was just that easy. And these days, it's become a lot more difficult. And so I think one of the big misconceptions is that you need to be blogging all the time and that if you just blog and put keywords in your titles and keywords in the alt text and keywords here and there that you're going to definitely be ranking and that's all it takes to do SEO. The SEO is all about on-page optimization and keywords. Uh, and that's just really not the case anymore. Uh, you want me to go into a few things that kind of are what's current in search engine optimization? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Where should we, people be well, paying attention? Okay, but I I have a, a ground question, sure. like a, a kind of the gra- laying of the ground question. Uh, what about if you don't pay any attention to it at all? Yeah. Like if you don't even do anything, does that does that matter? You know, are there like I have a Squarespace site for one of mine, and I think well maybe they're helping me out. I don't know. They might be. I, and so like, what's the, because to me, I don't want to put energy into something that I have no clue if it's worth it or not anyway. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say that for almost everyone, it is worth putting some energy into the foundational or fundamental, uh, things that you can do for SEO. And some of those, like just really quickly, maybe, uh, making sure that your business name is listed 
in the site title on your site in the, in the settings, like in Squarespace, there's a place where you can go in and just say the name of your business. It's sometimes that simple, but you would be surprised at how many people will set up a Google My Business listing, which is another fundamental thing. Um, we were talking about the map pack earlier. That's how you get on the map pack is having a Google My Business listing. And if you have that and the name in Google My Business is different than the name on your website, that can cause problems. Or if you have a different phone number listed in Google My Business than on your website, that can cause problems. So I would say one thing is just being consistent with your brand, the way that you use it across the internet goes a long way in one of the you know first fundamental steps that you can take. And then the other thing I would say that is another fundamental that many people miss is that you need to focus. Like there are so many photographers who have maybe a dozen different specialties or at least three or four or five things that they do. Maybe they do families, weddings, senior portraits, boudoir, like whatever they have all of those things. And on their website, when you land on it, it's just confusing. And for search engines, it's extremely hard to categorize a site like that. And so it's going to be hard to rank for any of those things. That makes sense. Okay, so then you were about to say some of what, like, what the current SEO type stuff is, um, you know, versus old SEO. So, kind of, what what are the new? Yeah. Trends? So, the thing that most people don't realize is that people get, on average, you're going to see that most people will get eighty percent or more of their traffic from twenty percent or fewer of their pages. The Pareto principle is is definitely it holds strong in in search engine optimization. And people spend too much time on pages that are never going to do anything for them. And what happens is that you'll have a website that's bloated, all right? So maybe you have hundreds of pages or posts, but only a few of them are high quality or getting you any traffic. And so one of the biggest things that we focus on right now in SEO is making sure that every page that you present that a search engine can crawl and index, that it is a quality page. And that you're focusing on a few topics that you can answer uh, with authority and thoroughly so that you have the best results possible whenever someone is searching for that topic. Does that make sense so far? Uh, and so yeah. one of the things that I, I feel like, and I kind of like have a couple of things that I'd love to say about this, but I think that things are shifting and a lot of photographers don't like this and I can understand why, but with search engines, things are shifting toward a very heavy importance on authority, right? And so being an authority, being an influencer, being someone who has something to say and something to add to a conversation is more important than ever. And just like I said earlier, because you have so much competition and people who are doing the basics well, sometimes to stand out from the basics, what you need to do is share your expertise and take it a step further and, and create something that is valuable because you are an expert. So can you give an example of what you mean in the photography world about that? Yeah. So uh, one of the things that, let me give you an example of something that I've done recently that I thought was really interesting. Uh, I had a client who was a pretty well-known photographer who had hired someone who was going to help with search engine optimization and they did a pretty poor job. They created a, a, this is a wedding photographer and they created a page of wedding venues in the city that this person is targeting. And the list that they came up with, it was a pretty decent list of venues, but the copy was terrible. It didn't really add anything to the conversation. It was mostly just filler fluff. You know, if you're, if you've always dreamed of being married in a blah, 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 this is the venue for you. And that was kind of the extent of it. Right. 
And so one of the things I, I did for this client was I said, this content just isn't doing anything for you, but I know that you're an expert and you've done weddings at each of these venues. So I called them up and we did an interview. Basically, I, I asked them questions about each of the venues for about an hour. I made notes, I recorded it, I went back and I just cut all that up and put it into uh, a blog post that was something unique, something that this photographer was adding to the conversation that no one else was talking about online. Well, that post has only been live for about two months now, and it's already become the second most popular page on their site. It's gotten hundreds of clicks and tens of thousands of impressions in search from just one piece of content that was done well, that was unique, and that added something interesting to the conversation that the, that his clients care about. I think that's an important qualifier as well. Yeah. And does it matter that it, whether it's a blog post or if it's a page, does it, does that really matter? No, not necessarily. I will say in this particular case, this was a page on the site before, and I turned it into a blog post. And I think there are some technical things on different platforms that can sometimes play into that, but in general, it does not matter if it's a page or a post. Okay. That was one of the questions I always wondered. Um, Kyle, what other questions do you ha have for him before I make him give me my sales pitch? Cause this sounds like something I actually want to do. So, well, so here's, here's my question. So I just, uh, I obviously I haven't really thought about SEO and I was like, huh, I wonder if people Google me mm -hmm. because I'm just putting so much of my effort into Instagram and, uh, you know, making connections that way. Um, but I thought, well, I should look. And so I Googled Kansas City uh, Senior Portraits. And I was like probably the sixth one down, yeah. which is not bad for not having thought about it, um, but definitely not the first one. And then on Kansas City Family Portraits, which is my other thing, I would, I'm not on the first page. I didn't even go on to see if I was on any others. Not on the second page, I don't think. So what do I need to do? Like, what would you say, you know, would be like the top things people need to, I mean, knowing where you are helps. Well, yeah. So let me, let me word it this way. So oh, Kaya, it sounds like you're three. kind of, kind of on the, what's that? Page three is for my family portraits. Okay. So let me say it this way. So it sounds like Kaya, you're kind of on the ground floor um, and need some work. And then, so Corey, you can speak to that. And then I, I'm on the, I'm on the other end where like we're ranked pretty high, You're but I haven't really perfect. like, but no, but no, but I haven't maintained it like in like maybe three or four or five years. Um, so how would you approach each one of those clients, Corey? Yeah. So for someone who is basically not paying attention to search engine optimization, but still ranks somewhere in the first few pages, because you remember earlier, I said, you need to do other things first. So it sounds like, you know, Kai is already doing the right things with Instagram and networking and referrals, and that's really good, right? And so at this point, I think that sometimes the the very basics of doing a little bit of keyword research and finding out, so, you know, in Kansas City, are people searching specifically for senior portrait photographers, senior pictures, family family portraits, which one gets more volume? How do you want to organize your site so that you can make sure that people are landing on the right page whenever they do those searches and the right page is showing up in the search results? So there's things like that. So basically thinking about a plan, right? There's There needs to be some structure to your site with some intention around the pages and the topics that you cover. Uh, sometimes you'll find that your homepage is ranking for senior portraits and family portraits. And it's because, you know, you have some general information on the homepage, like I said earlier, 
but what you could potentially do is say family portraits gets significantly more volume and you focus the homepage a little bit more on families and make a separate page for seniors because it has less competition. And then all of a sudden your senior portrait page could be significantly more relevant and rank very well for that specific search. And so like, it's hard to say exactly where you would go, but I would say that that's probably the first thing I approach is, is the site laid out in a way that they can rank for multiple topics and that the right page is ranking for the right topic. Okay, cool. And then somebody like me that has done some work, but like, I'm just like a DIY hack, you know, like what would you do? What would you do with the client there that we're, we're in a smaller town, we're ranking pretty high, but you know, probably not as efficient as we could be. Yeah. So typically in, in those situations, I try to find out, you know, what's the difference if you're, let's say, position three and going to position one would make a huge difference for you, depending on you know how many how many searches that gets and what the other results look like, that might be something where you do still want to focus on tweaking on-page signals and things like that. But in general, I typically look for secondary opportunities on sites like that. So the example I gave earlier about that wedding venue page, um, that photographer was already ranking fairly well for wedding photographers in their city, but ranking for wedding venues in the city as well, not only brings in a new stream of visitors and potential clients, but it also adds relevance and authority to the site overall because wedding venues are so highly related to wedding photography that Google now sees the site is about the topic of weddings in the city. And we believe it's a quality result. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So just looking at those secondary, uh, opportunities, looking to see what's really working well for competitors, what's working well for other photographers who are similar to you, you know, nationally, and seeing if you're missing something that a lot of times, like I said, that's a few hundred extra clicks we added just by adding another piece of content. If you do that three or four times, it can be a huge difference to your business. For sure. Um, so Kai, I wanted to kind of switch gears and talk to you a little bit more about the industry. Do you have any more questions um, about SEO before I switch gears? Yeah, I do. That Thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity to ask. So, uh, like, this is what I know about SEO. I know that you can, like, the words on your page matter. And you can also, like, we used to, like, put hidden words on the page. I don't even know. You know, like, lists of hidden words. And then you can name your pictures on the site, certain names, and then you can tag them. Like, are all those things that, things that are people, you still want people to do, too? To some extent, um, definitely not hidden words. That's that can get okay. penalized for sure. Um, but yeah, but yeah. having appropriate words, especially in your title, the page title. That's if like if you do a Google search and you see that blue link, that's typically the page mm-hmm. title. If you've given Google a good page title, they'll use it there. They may rewrite it if it's not a good one. Uh, but the page title, making okay. sure that that directly answers the thing that people are searching for. Your meta description is like a little sales pitch that can get people to click on your result instead of other people's results on the page itself. I think it's, it's less important to be thinking about keywords and putting them in alt text and photos and, you know, trying to hide them or filling out meta keywords or things like that, that really make much less of a difference. It's more important to think about what does someone actually mean and what do they want? What are they trying to accomplish when they make this search? If I search for Kansas city senior portraits, what exactly do I want to know? I might want to know uh, when is the best time to do senior portraits? What are some location options? What do I need to bring? How much is it going to cost? All of these things that are on the top of the mind, you know, can I use someone outside of my school photographer? Can I put that in the yearbook? 
do you work with people from my school? All of those things are are very relevant to a person who does that search. They may not directly be thinking each of those questions, but it's probably something that would be helpful for them if you could answer it. And so having a page that understands the intent of a search and answers every possible question is going to be significantly more powerful than a page that has some pictures with keywords in the alt text and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's, that's so, so then what do you have your client? Like if someone like me was coming to you, what service do you provide? Like, do you just go like you do an overhaul? Do, do you do the work? Like, like you wrote that blog post, like how does that work? Yeah, it kind of depends right now. The way that we're handling services like that is that we do an extensive website audit that looks for technical issues and things that are probably holding you back. And then we do uh, basically hourly work after that. I I sold packages in the past where I tried to bundle things that I thought would be most common. And like the truth is, every case is going to be unique. And there's often just a few things that will make the biggest difference. And I found it's much more efficient to work on those few things than to try to work on a bunch of things that are just checking off items on a list that probably won't make that much of a difference. And I think you, I think you have, you know, our audience is thinking right now, like their intent of listening to this is like, okay, this makes sense. This is, I know this is something I need to do. You know, is this something that I can afford? Um, And is this, you know, so how would you, you know, someone that's thinking that right now, listening to this podcast, how would you kind of give them a sales pitch in terms of just saying like, this is what you're looking at and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I will say the the most important thing for that person is that you need to have some basic understanding before you hire someone. You need to know at least the basics. And I have a free guide on my website on fuelyourphotos.com that is just the fundamentals of SEO. And there's other things out there too. Uh, Moz has a good beginner's guide to SEO. If you just read one of those guides, it might take you an afternoon or a couple of days. But if you just read through it, don't worry about understanding every single thing, but just read it and get a general understanding. It's going to make a significant difference in hiring someone to help you because What you really need to do is you need to be able to ask someone the right questions. You need to ask them to do specific things or understand the specific things that they're going to be doing. And you need to have some idea of how to track whether or not it's working for you or whether they completed the work at all. Um, And those are some of the biggest problems I've run into as I've offered services. And as I've seen other people offering services, is that if people are completely uneducated on the process before they come into it, expectations are wrong and people aren't sure what's happening and it's hard to communicate with that client. So having at least a foundational understanding is so important. Um, I also find that you can probably do significantly more than you think you can do because it's not as hard as you would think. I do find often that whenever we do an audit, there are three or four things where I'm like, you know, this is pretty technical and it would probably be easier for me to just do that for you. And it's only going to take me an hour. It's probably going to take you 12. Those are the cases where after you know it's a problem, it's best to hire someone who's an expert and who does that kind of thing regularly. Um, But as far as like some of the other general things, I find that you can probably do a lot more than you think when it comes to, like I said earlier, I don't know exactly what questions people have in Kansas City about senior portraits, but you know, Kaya probably does. She knows that intimately, like that's her client. And because of that, you probably can do a better job at creating that content than I can. Yeah. So let me transition a little bit just to the industry real quick, because we got a couple extra minutes. Um, So a lot of times we'll have 
uh, photographers on the podcast and we just kind of interview them about their business and what's working now. So I'm going to, I'm going to do some of those questions, but you can just kind of answer them like what you see generally in the industry because you're in touch with the industry. So I always ask, um, two questions and they're, they're related and I'm going to change it up a little bit, but what, what do you think a photographer's are spending too much time and money on right now? And then what do you think they're not spending enough time and money on right now? Okay. So the first one is that, and again, I'll, I'll kind of tie this into websites um, in general. I, I think people are spending too much time and money on pretty things, pretty websites that look nice to a photographer um, or that are, they're trying to be different than other photographers. Whereas being unique and different with your design or the aesthetic of your site has far less impact than having an offer for your client that is exactly what they're looking for and even doesn't need to be unique necessarily. It just needs to fit, right? It needs to be, you know, we could go into a long conversation about being unique. But the point is, I think a lot of people spend too much time on trying to make something pretty or different whenever it doesn't actually need to be pretty or different. It just needs to work. That makes sense. So, um, so that answers what they're spending too much time and money on right now. So where, where should they be putting the, that time and resources? Say they, they agree with you right now and say, yep, I don't really want to worry about pretty anymore. So then where should they shift their, their focus? Yeah. So I think there should probably be more effort spent on a couple of things. One, again, answering questions better and creating resources for for your clients that they're going to care about. Just as a quick example for a family photographer, I, I think if I were running my family photography business right now, I, I would, I would be really in touch with that because I have a family, I have a young family and family is important to me. And it would be very easy for me to talk about things around the city that I live in around Columbia. What can you do with your family? That's going to bring you closer together because one of the values of my business would be family portraits are something that brings you closer together and uh, that where you can spend time together. But because that's a value, creating an article on things to do with your family in my city is going to also resonate with the audience that I'm trying to attract. And it's probably going to be pretty easy to get significant search volume from something like that. So I'd spend time on that first, but then I, I would also spend time on networking with other people either in my city that are related to families or in the industry of photography in general, trying to be a guest on podcast, trying to get guest blog posts written, trying to uh, just see how you can connect with other people online and make sure that your name and your brand gets mentioned on their website or their social media or whatever. I think that's under the value of that is understated often. That's really good advice. Um, Kyle, what else do you have questions for him when it comes to industry? Well, I think just back to that question. So would you say that would be like copy on your pages or would you say that would be more like, um, do you really advocate for blogging? It, it kind of depends for sure. I, I think that there are some things you could blog. Um, I, I think that most people, when they think of blogging, they think of posting a client session and trying to write a story about it and put some keywords on it. And I think that's far too often a waste of time. Whereas, like I said just now, if I made a blog post that was, um, 10 things you can do with your family for under $50 in Columbia. That's going to get tons of clicks. It's going to be something that I can talk about because I know, or for example, one that's worked very well for me in the past is places to do engagement sessions in Columbia. That post that I wrote on my blog 
has it still gets hundreds of clicks every month, even though I haven't done wedding photography in over a year. So that, that kind of blogging, yes, I think you should do it. Um, I, I also think there are certain times when you should do something I consider, I, I call it authority hacking, basically. Uh, I'll give you an example of a time when I've done this that might make sense. So I wanted to talk about the power of videos for SEO but instead of posting it on my website on Fuel Your Photos, I decided to write an article and pitch it to Animoto, a, a company that's in the photography industry that focuses primarily on video. And any piece of content they put on their blog has a very high chance of ranking for that term. So I wrote it and they accepted it and they put it on their blog. And that had such a, you know, it ranked fast and it ranked well. And it's because their brand had the authority. And I think photographers can do this just as well. You can find someone who already has authority on the topics that you want to cover and pitch writing content for them or adding some piece of advice or expertise to to their site or their blog for their audience. Yeah, and I think that's good advice because I think sometimes photographers think, oh man, it's going to take me two days to write this piece of content and then how much is it really, how many clicks am I going to really get? But sometimes if they thought, if I'm writing this article for somebody else that gets a lot more traffic, then they're like, yeah, it is worth the, you know, the day of planning and then the day of actually uh, writing it. So that, that makes a lot of sense for sure. Yep. You know what I would love is like a to-do list, you know? Uh, so you said you have a, uh, a guide on your site that pe- tells people more about SEO. Does it include like, these are the things that you should do. This is how you like, you know, like the mm-hmm. things that you should learn about your site. Yeah, I, I would say the the guide that's on the site is really good as an overview to like start to speak the lingo just a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's not too dry. It's like good enough that I think most most photographers will be able to to read it and comprehend most of the things covered. Uh, we have an ebook that is twenty two actions that you can take. Uh-huh. That's more like a checklist. Yeah, where yeah, it's, yeah. We we did the eighty twenty rule on on this. Basically, our audit has about eighty to ninety uh, things that we check, and we decided to take the top 22 that we thought were most likely to impact ranking and put those into an ebook um, so that people could look through that list. If you find three or four things on that list that you can fix, it's still very likely that it will impact your ranking and potentially get you more clicks, more visits, hopefully more conversions. Uh, And then we have a course that is like full in depth. It's like the guide, but with videos and, you know, it really teaches if you really want to know how to do this, um, the course kind of gets into that. Like if you're not thinking about hiring someone, you really want to do it yourself, but you want to make sure that you're doing it right. That would be the right solution in that case. And it's a paid course. It is. Okay, perfect. Wow. I teed perfect you sense. up and I didn't even know it. This is not. Yeah. A <laughs> there you <podcast>. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, guys, you know, Corey did not sponsor this podcast. So um, we just wanted him on because I know you have awesome knowledge that can really help the industry. Cause I know, especially going into the slower season after the holidays, the photographers are thinking about this yep, and sure. I think they, they, they may put it off again if they're just worried about it. But you know, if they, if they're thinking about it and then they go download your guide and they move themselves a couple spots and make a couple extra thousand dollars just because they spent a weekend doing some of the work that you gave them, I think is perfect. And obviously, you know, if they're in a super competitive market, you know, hiring you and doing all that work could make the difference between, you can, you can make a hundred thousand dollar difference for some of these photographers for sure. Yeah, so, Awesome. Well, Corey, thanks so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm glad we finally got to talk. We've been going around circles in Facebook worlds um, for years now, but I'm really glad we got to sit down and talk. And this won't be the first nor the last time for sure. Sounds good. 
Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Um, We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.